Welcome to the We as Citizens podcast. Here is your host, Christina Crowley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. My guest today is Nicole Cheddar. She is the public relations manager for the Denver Rescue Mission. And the Denver Rescue Mission works in the community to help restore the lives of people who are experiencing homelessness and addiction through emergency services, rehabilitation, transitional programs, and community outreach. Welcome to the show, Nicole. I'm happy to have you today. Thank you so much for having me today, Christina. I am super excited to share all about the Denver Rescue Mission. Well, thank you. And and we're going to get into a lot of that. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. So I love telling stories. So it was only natural for me to find a career path uh, about sharing people's stories with the community at large. I was actually a news reporter before I got into public relations. Through telling the news, I realized that there were so many incredible nonprofits that were really advocating for people who maybe didn't have their voices heard every day. So I kind of flipped the switch and I decided to go into public relations and really find voices that don't get heard every single day. And so I got connected with Denver Rescue Mission and I did my research and I've been with them for three years. And once I, that first job interview I had with them, it was just like, how could you not want to work with Denver Rescue Mission? The people, the frontline staffers, our CEO, they're just incredible people who really come alongside the most vulnerable in our community. And I have the remarkable opportunity to tell their stories as well as the inspiring stories of the people we serve on a daily basis. So it has been a incredible journey to be able to be with Denver Rescue Mission and to see them grow from the time I got there and especially through COVID-19. So it is just, I cannot say you know, enough wonderful things about Denver Rescue Mission and the people we serve and our frontline staff. And so tell us a bit about what the Denver Rescue Mission does. They do a lot of things. I think when people think of Denver Rescue Mission, the majority of the time, they just think of our downtown shelter with the big cross outside that says Jesus saves. And that's kind of our staple and what we're known for. Um, But we, you kind of touched on it in the intro, we provide emergency services, which is sheltering and meals. We always say that hope starts with one meal. And a lot of the guys that I've talked to who have come through our programs say that their life really did turn around with that one meal. And at our shelters and through these emergency services, we're able to really transition and work with people to get them out of homelessness. On the other side, one of the aspects of Denver Rescue that a lot of people don't know about is that we have transitional programs. And we have a handful of different programs based off of individuals and families' needs in the community. And those are called our New Life Program. And that focuses mainly on men who are trying to overcome self-destructive habits, specifically with drugs and alcohol. And then we also have our STAR Transitional Program, which is similar where we come alongside families, individuals, and seniors and really help them figure out the next steps over the course of a year to get them back on their feet. We also have our Family Rescue Ministry Program and our Family Refugee Services. So 
We offer a wide variety of transitional programs for people to come to based off of their certain needs. I think something else that's really cool is we have our client services, which is a store located in our ministry outreach center and individuals, anyone in the community can come to the client services and get clothes, diapers, hygiene products up to 12 times a year. They can also get food. So I think when it comes to talking about what Denver Rescue Mission does, there's just so many different things that we do on a daily basis, but kind of just boiling it down to emergency services, transitional programs, rehabilitation programs, and community outreach. With COVID and all of 2020, how did, how did the need increase or did it? Denver Rescue Mission as a whole really had to pivot the structure of our day-to-day services that we're offering to people. We saw that when COVID-19 hit, we really had to partner up with the city of Denver and other organizations to make sure that we were taking care of the most vulnerable in our community. But as far as the need goes, we have not seen the ramifications of COVID-19 yet. We are seeing higher numbers as far as meal service goes in accordance with all the other shelters that we're operating. But we are anticipating higher numbers when the evictions go through and all of that stuff. We are seeing more families who are struggling and coming to us specifically in our transitional programs. And What is the population of the Denver Rescue of, I guess you can break it down for me in any way that you see it? Yeah, so our emergency services cater more towards men. We've found that we really own more services that specifically work towards helping men transition out of homelessness. A lot of people often ask, well, what what about the women? What about the families? And so we really work hand in hand with Catholic Charities, Volunteers of America, and a handful of other organizations to make sure if someone comes to us that we're not just turning them back to the streets or to the situation that they're in and providing them with the best resources possible. So our shelters are more so for men, but our transitional programs are full of people from all walk of life, all races, families, ages. There's not just one base of homelessness, specifically in our transitional programs. And I would even say the same about our shelters. Anyone can come and get a meal at Denver Rescue Mission. I've been a volunteer. I was at the Coliseum last summer and I volunteered. I didn't know what I was going to see or expect, but I didn't find um, one particular kind of person who was there at the shelter that was homeless. There was a variety of ages and people and backgrounds. So I I think I was also expecting to see more veterans than what I did, or maybe I didn't get to know people. Did you find, what do you find is your veteran population? Yeah, so I don't have specific numbers on the number of veterans who utilize our services, but there are definitely individuals who are veterans who have come through our programs and who have used our shelters. You know, I was able to do a story with a veteran a couple years back who actually moved to Colorado to receive better health care and had to undergo a bunch of surgery and ended up not being able to pay for it and became homeless. And he found himself at our shelter. And so there are a lot of stories like that that I'll come across every single day when it, you know, comes to seeing different individuals utilize our services. 
you know, I will say that every individual who walks through our doors has their own unique background and story. And there are some people who are experiencing homelessness that I've spoken with who've said, I have always wanted to live in Colorado. Colorado is the dream. It's a beautiful state to live in. There's so much to do here. There's so much opportunity. And so I just bought a one-way ticket and I came out here and I thought it would be easier for me to be able to support myself and to live here. And then I got here and realized that the rent is super high. It's harder for me to get a job than I thought. And they didn't think through all the necessary steps you know, there's a handful of individuals that when I go into the shelters and I talk with that really, you know, have a similar story to that. Colorado was the dream. I wanted to get here, but I just didn't do as much research as I should have done. You say that they got out here and that some people get here and there are certain things. What is it that happens with some people as to why they become homeless? Yeah. And so I'll kind of reiterate what I mentioned just before Every person who comes to us has a unique reason Mm -hmm. for why they're in the situations that they're in. We do see certain reasons start to pop up in our shelters. Mm -hmm. And those kind of consist of mainly right now that the fact that rent is so high. I think a lot of people would be surprised to hear that a lot of the people in our shelters are working and they do have jobs. I'll go serve a meal and there's men in a suit and tie getting ready to go to work for the day. And I think that a lot of people don't necessarily think about that when they think of someone experiencing homelessness. So I think one of the biggest reasons that would lead someone to become homeless now in Colorado, specifically in Denver, is that high rent compared to the amount of income someone is taking in. I've also seen that impact families as well. I also think based off the based off of the point in time survey that was done last year, about 30% of people experiencing homelessness in Denver were led there because of drug and alcohol abuse. I think that that's a smaller percentage than people think. There's also mental health issues as well as domestic violence. There's a handful of different reasons, but I would think that those are the biggest ones that we're seeing right now. I think that time will be telling with the evictions to see how that will impact individuals and families in the coming months. I know three years ago, I was riding with a coworker and um, we were getting off the highway and there was somebody there standing with a sign saying, you know, please help anything will anything you know, that you can, something on that sort. And as we were turning the corner, something really snide came out of her mouth as the sorts of, all you need to do is get a job. And what do you say to people who speak with, you know, such authority about homelessness or any of the types of services that you help people with? What would you say to the people who speak with authority about a position that they will never truly find themselves in? Because there are those kinds of people who they want, they have a pension or they have, they have, they're lucky to have assets or me, I probably will never experience it because I have a sister I can live with. I, there are, there's just some situations that I will probably never find myself in. So do you find that there, what do you say to those people? I believe that homelessness is a very challenging topic to talk about for a lot of people. You know, when I do 
have these conversations with individuals who maybe don't know about Denver Rescue Mission or who have never had a personal experience with someone experiencing homelessness. I really tend to have a lot of grace because I feel as if a lot of times it's just educating them and having open conversations about what homelessness looks like and what an individual goes through when they do become homeless. When I started at Denver Rescue Mission, I had no idea what homelessness encompassed. And I think as society as a whole tends to view homelessness with this perception in their mind of a gruffy looking man standing on a street corner with a sign asking for money for drugs and alcohol. Is that the case sometimes? Yes, absolutely. But more so than not, it is families. It Homelessness can happen to anyone. It can happen to a neighbor, a friend, an old teacher, a baseball coach. And so having these open conversations and really just sharing the stories and the testimonies of, you know, people who've become homeless and why they're in those certain situations tends to maybe not change people's minds, but tends to get them thinking. And specifically with people who've never had an interaction with people experiencing homelessness or a homeless service provider, you know, I'll often ask them to come volunteer at the mission with us and serve meals and realize that these are individuals just like you and I. They have a story. They have friends. They have relationships. They have a past and a future. And so not seeing them as a them and an us, but seeing us all as a whole is the way that I really approach that situation. And I often do that by sharing stories of people who have overcome homelessness and just trying to have an open conversation with those individuals. So the stereotype of a vet or the stereotype of somebody who's a drug addict, it's, it's not that simple, is it? Homelessness is not a, you know, one hat fits all solution. And I think that Denver Rescue Mission and the other homeless service providers have really done a wonderful job over the past several years of realizing that we can't just focus on one thing, for instance, just drug and alcohol addiction or the home issue and income issue that we're facing. We have to sit down one-on-one with someone who's experiencing homelessness and listen to their story and listen to their challenges and base their transition out of homelessness based off of their individual needs, which Denver Rescue Mission does a wonderful job of doing every single day. We have case managers on the front line who, when someone comes in, starts building relationships with individuals. Because, you know, what may be a drug and alcohol addiction was maybe brought on by the loss of a house or a loss of a loved one or a mental health issue. So it's looking past that exterior issues that we may see on the outside and kind of digging down deeper. And sometimes it's just as simple as helping someone get their driver's license or social security card. So we have our next step service in our shelters where we have frontline workers just really identifying the certain needs that someone needs, whether that's a long-term solution or something that we may think of as easy, but like getting their driver's license. And so it's just really identifying those personal needs. Yeah. Instead of what I found when I, whenever, wherever I volunteered is the organizations that were successful 
didn't put a blame, didn't put the stereotype on someone. Rather, they, they took the what is of their situation and helped them. I think Denver Rescue Mission does a really incredible job of not trying to put ourselves higher than we, our motto kind of is we are coming alongside these individuals in walking them through the steps or running whatever metaphor you want to use. But our staff does a really good job of building these relationships and identifying what individuals need and really just building a community around each person who is experiencing homelessness. At the mission, we often say homelessness, kind of going back to, you know, why someone can become homeless is a lack of community and a lack of support. I know you mentioned we may never find ourselves in this situation because we have people to turn to and we have a couch to sleep on or someone to pick up the phone and call. But for a lot of these people, they get to a certain point where there is no one to call. So we really hit home that community and relationship building and having someone at the end of the day, God forbid, if something does happen that they could call and rely on. If somebody wants to to get involved, what is, how do they get involved? Are you talking about a guest or like someone who wants to like volunteer? Yeah, maybe somebody wants to volunteer because They just, they thought about it for a while. They want to help. They want to give back, but they're kind of, you know, do they need to be any kind of a member? Do they need to be religious? Because I think before I got involved with the Denver Rescue Mission, I thought, is it some sort of a Christian charity that I need to be a certain way before I can volunteer? The wonderful aspect of Denver Rescue Mission's volunteer services is that anyone can volunteer. We are a faith-based organization, but anyone can come and volunteer. We'll serve anyone. And so it's actually really, it's easier than people would think to sign up to volunteer. And that's just going to our website, denverrescuemission.org slash volunteer We have an entire calendar full of opportunities. I think the easiest one for people to kind of dive into is our meal services. We are serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner, almost 2,000 meals a day, and we rely on volunteers. We have staffed chefs who help us prepare the meals, but it's the volunteers who are really the heartbeat and the ones who are serving the meals to our guests at our shelters. And so I often, when someone says, I want to get involved with Denver Rescue Mission, that meal service is the first place I kind of direct them. There, and anyone in the community can sign up. With COVID, we do have some restrictions. We are encouraging people who are over 65 to just really reconsider and just make sure that this is something that they want to do and make sure that they feel comfortable based off of the CDC guidelines. And if they do decide to do that, just making sure that they feel comfortable. There are more long-term volunteer opportunities at the mission. And kind of going back to the building community, this is one of them. We offer mentorship programs for every family, every individual who comes through any of our transitional programs. Um, And what that looks like is these individuals are paired with a mentor out in the community who can kind of help guide them through this process and kind of give them advice outside of a Denver Rescue Mission perspective. And so that's a more long-term volunteer opportunity, as well as we have tutors 
who can come in and work alongside our kiddos in our transitional programs. I would say that those are the biggest volunteer opportunities that we really need help filling right now. Today, um, a lot of people step up during the holidays, yeah. but we tend to find that in January and February, those volunteer numbers start to get a little lower. So I always just encourage people to just sign up for one meal, get some of your friends. We have protocols and guidelines in place to make sure that our volunteers are staying safe while they're helping us really serve the most vulnerable in our community during the COVID-19 pandemic. And though these are representative of the Denver Rescue Mission, I find that it's quite indicative of other types of organizations that need volunteers. So if somebody's listening to this, not in Denver, they can probably find a some sort of a rescue mission in the city or town where they live. Yeah, I think that kind of going back to breaking down those barriers that society has about people experiencing homelessness, you know, wherever you are, there are individuals who need help and you can, it all starts with a meal and providing that meal And I know we can't see each other's smiles right now because we're wearing masks, but just giving someone eye contact and letting them know that they matter and they, you know, through those meals is a way to do that. But what I found this summer is they were, there was somebody before the, because I was at the men's shelter down at the Coliseum serving meals. There was somebody telling people to put on their masks or they couldn't go further in line. The meals were good. They were, they were yummy. They smelled good. People could come and get what they needed. There was a vegetarian option. There wasn't judgment there, which I was really happy to find because there's a stereotype of, of the homeless, but there's also the stereotype of somebody that judges that we talked a bit about. I found that it was nice to be able, and it was simple to be able to sign up. And after I signed up, I got an email telling me where to park, which was awesome. And I had a couple of questions too, and I got responses quickly. And I find that there were people who cared and made it really simple for me. That was refreshing. It was, like I said, there's these things in our minds that were kind of, we don't know what we don't know. And going forward, I think that's why we hesitate sometimes. I could not agree more. I think that we have a rock star volunteer team who has made the whole volunteer experience more streamlined and more comfortable and welcoming than, you know, maybe some others out in the community. But I know for me, when I go to volunteer, I'm always a little hesitant because I'm like, I won't know anyone. I'm a little nervous. I don't know, like you mentioned, I don't know where to park. But our volunteer team has done, you know, an incredible job of having a staff member there to welcome people, you know, making sure people know where to go, what numbers to call if they have questions or emails. So it's, it's a wonderful experience from when you sign up to when you serve and even follow. And so I guess one last question, how are we able to help people in the future with homelessness? Is this the model for it? Are there changes that the Denver Rescue Mission wants to make to facilitate in the community to help with homelessness? Yeah, so I think looking at the community at large moving forward, I think we, we touched on this a little bit, but I think the best way that we can support people experiencing homelessness is just educating ourselves and having these open conversations and learning about what Denver Rescue Mission does, volunteering with Denver Rescue Mission or other homeless service providers. But I think that first step, and I think it's the easiest 
exist right now with COVID-19 in mind is to just educate yourself and to kind of through that education, break down those barriers in those stereotypes. And so I always recommend that, especially during the pandemic right now, you know, looking forward for Denver Rescue Mission 2020 was a year of pivoting, as our CEO has said, and our location changed multiple times. So we were, you know, able to socially distance our guests and, you know, make sure that we were providing all of the protocols and guidelines to make sure they were safe and taken care of during the pandemic. Through all those changes and the craziness that was 2020, we really held true to our mission of changing lives and helping people transition out of homelessness. So while the location and the building might have changed, our mission of really just coming alongside individuals never, never did. And looking forward to the future, Denver Rescue Mission is just hopeful that 2021 will bring a year of really just coming alongside the most vulnerable in our community and continue to do that with support from the community at large. And was, is there anything that I possibly didn't ask you that we should know? I don't know if you need this, but I always like to share a story of someone that we served, kind of a success story. So one of the most impactful moments that I've had at Denver Rescue Mission was my very first year, I was working on one of our newsletters and they're like, go interview this gentleman named Stephen. And I had the opportunity to hear his story and it knocked me off. It was one of those stories where you leave work and it just kind of sits with you. And Stephen had dealt with drug addiction. He kind of lost connection with his family members and just was really lost. And he found himself living outside, homeless on the street, and kind of saw our cross downtown at our shelter and was like, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do this. And really just found the strength within himself and got into our new life program and was able to graduate that year. And the most remarkable thing about this story is he's not only sober and clean these years later, as well as successfully graduated from our program, but when the pandemic hit, he saw that Denver Rescue Mission really needed support and help. And he actually applied to be one of our part-time staffers and is now one of our full-time staffers and just really dove into the fire to support us. And he just came full circle. And so to see someone overcome all those challenges and come back and help the organization that helped him, is just one of the most remarkable things that I've been able to witness. And he's just the most gracious and humble man. And just, he's always sharing his story and he is telling people at our shelters, if I can do it, you can do it too. And so I, I always just love to share Stephen's story with the community. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. It has been a pleasure speaking with you today. And thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The We as Citizens podcast, because conversation matters.